Yeah, Sarah Palin is a quitter. And yeah, Nancy Pelosi is just the opposite. She's courageous, she's strong, and she don't give up when she thinks she's right. According to Time Magazine, Nancy and Barack Obama are unlikely political foes, but the House Speaker is in the middle of an ugly fight with the President, as well as the CIA and powerful House and Senate Democrats and Republicans about Congress's watchdog powers over the U.S. intelligence services. Bucking a veto threat by Obama and overruling a deal among the White House, Republicans, and two Democratic committee chairmen, Pelosi is pushing to dramatically expand congressional oversight of the CIA and other intelligence agencies. You go, girl. At issue is Congress's ability to monitor the intelligence programs deemed most sensitive and closely held by the executive branch. And the battle is turning into the biggest confrontation yet over executive power between the liberal House Speaker and a White House that has moved steadily to the center on national security matters. Well, ream him a new perspective, Nancy. Pelosi wants the CIA and other intelligence agencies to inform all members of the House and Senate intelligence committees when they launch any covert action or other controversial program, not restricting that information to the chairman and ranking opposition members and party leaders or gang of eight as required by current law. Sounds like open Kimona government to me. Oh, isn't Obama really always talking about transparent government? She also wants the Congressional Intelligence Committee to have the power to task the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, with auditing any intelligence program. Democratic aides say a power the GAO has for classified Pentagon programs, but not for the intelligence agencies. Quote, the Speaker has made it very clear that she wants disclosure for the full membership of the intelligence Committee, not just the ranking members, says Pelosi's press secretary, Brendan Daly. The fight is unusual because Pelosi has rarely faced off against Obama over a veto threat. And this, is the, this is the, you know, Speaker of the House coming up against a potential threat by a president of her own party. I don't know the last time that happened. Moreover, she has chosen an election year in which to do battle on national security, an issue on which Democrats have been increasingly vulnerable since Obama took office. Most surprising of all, Pelosi is going to the mat after months of work by her Democratic allies to cut a deal with the Republicans yeah, and the White House. Yes, uh, Stephen Algood, an expert, says it's striking that her objections stand even though the committee leadership is satisfied. It indicates that this is something she feels strongly about. She was burned by the previous administration and seems determined to prevent any sort of recurrence of that treatment. Yeah, she was burned, right? She was fooled along with everybody else by Bush when he took us into that illegal war by lying to the American public. Hey, it's one thing if Bill Clinton lies about having an affair, you know, with a good-looking intern, if, you know, Lewinsky is your type, not mine, but hey. But lying about, you know, uh, nuclear weapons and chemical weapons and taking us to war and killing Americans and killing Iraqis over a lie. Well, that's okay. It's uh, Let's just forget it and move on. As the highest-ranking Democrat in the House in 2002, Pelosi was one of the eight members of Congress who were briefed on the Bush administration's enhanced interrogation methods. She has since claimed that the CIA did not disclose that it was using waterboarding, which the U.S. previously viewed as a form of torture and was therefore illegal. So they lied to her. They, they hid. They hid it. And she's pissed. And rightly so. The CIA claims it did brief Pelosi. And last year, she charged that the CIA was misleading the Congress 
uh, about the program and that they misled us all the time. My, oh my. Pelosi aides insist that the standoff is a matter of principle. It's not a mystery at all, says Daly. She wants more notification. She's negotiating with the White House over a possible compromise. Although she has pushed hardest to open notification beyond the Gang of Eight, advocates for diminished government secrecy say the GAO oversight is more consequential. As it stands, there is limited oversight of waste in multi-million dollar intelligent community programs and accusations of black budget pork. That sounds like something you serve in one of those really exclusive restaurants for warlords and corrupt politicians. I'll have the black budget pork uh, with the special the special sauce. Yeah, so these are pet projects that representatives hide from view in the secret intelligence budgets, and they go largely uninvestigated. Well, not if Nancy has her way. The Nancy Drew of Washington. Nancy Pelosi is standing up to the national security state the way Blanche Lincoln stood up to Wall Street. Interesting, isn't it, that the courageous heroes of the day are both women. I'll add Hillary Clinton, who is expending all of her energy traveling the world consistently to try to pick up the broken pieces from the Bush administration. Why don't we just elect nothing but women for a decade and see what happens? What? What? What will he get? Meals on wheels getting priority over tanks on tracks? B-12 in the diet more important than B-1s in the sky? Hey, I'm beginning to like the whole idea. This is Gary Buzzcut, Tea Party candidate for senator. Between my well-paid clandestine missions, people, some of them probably Russian spies, ask me why should I vote for a former CIA op. Here's why. Because I'm a trained, professional American asshole. I get off on danger, violence, and covert action. I've paid off warlords and defused roadside bombs. I've told them we should execute the Guantanamo guys, and I know from personal experience that torture works very, very well. I had Bin Laden trapped in his cave, but the general wouldn't send in the rangers, the shitbag. So if you want a blunt, confrontational, aggressive commando with an addiction to adrenaline down in Washington, get out the vote for me, Gary Buzzcut. I'm no cartoon hero. <laughs> And I've got nothing to lose. Paid for by the Committee for a Compassion-Free America. I'm Gary Buzzcut, and I've okayed this mission. I'm on the phone with Liz Woodruff. She's in Boise, Idaho, and she's with Think Outside the Bomb. Hi, Liz. How you doing? I'm great, thank you. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Think Outside the Bomb and how you're, you know, what what you're doing to energize the grassroots on this really important problem, i.e., the fate of the world. Okay, so let, let's talk about that. Right. Well, Think Outside the Bomb is the largest youth-led uh, network for abolition in the United States, um, and we are organizing an event called Disarmament Summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will be taking place in New Mexico, July 30th through August 10th. And this is really an effort to bring young people and the young at heart um, across the United States and globally and get them to look at what's going on with the weapons complex um, in this country around uh, the nuclear industrial complex. Where is that taking place in, in New Mexico? Um, very near Los Alamos National Lab. Uh-huh. So we're going to be building a permaculture encampment just outside of Los Alamos in Chimayo. 
Um, And we will be um, organizing um, actions associated with Los Alamos Lab uh, with the members of the surrounding community um, throughout uh, that time period from July 30th through August 10th. What exactly will a permaculture camp look like? Um, Well, what we're trying to do is uh, kind of build uh, the future the way we want to see it rather Mm -hmm. than the way the lab is um, portraying our only possibilities. And so the permaculture encampment is going to take place at um, what is currently a youth camp, mm-hmm. and the um, space has been generously donated by some local allies there for the encampment. Mm-hmm. And we have people on the ground right now, uh, about six organizers have relocated to New Mexico and have started building um, kind of sustainable structures there, um, gray water systems, um, composting components, um, some growing of agriculture and the idea is to, you know, increase the vitality of this already vibrant youth camp, um, but give it uh, a permaculture component so that even when uh, our encampment leaves and we're done with our actions this summer, there is kind of a new invigorated space for young people in the community to go to. That's a great idea. I mean, you just don't leave and all they have to do is kind of wrap up the trash and wait for somebody else to show up. You're going to leave something. And, and there is a real, you know, uh, what do you call it, a contradiction between Los Alamos and the nuclear triggers and all the bombs and this permaculture camp, which has to do with sustaining and living and growing, right? It's the opposite of death. It's the antidote, right? Um, That's right. You know, we really, I think you've said that really well. We do think that the nuclear industrial complex is a complex of destruction. Um, It is uh, centered on fear and using this notion of security in order to justify billions of dollars going to weapons of mass destruction and the refurbishment of nuclear weapons. Um, As you might know, throughout the complex, we are seeing increased resources going to bomb-making components, to the non-nuclear components of weapons in Kansas City, um, and to increased enrichment capacity in Oak Ridge. And so throughout the complex, even though uh, Obama got a Nobel Peace Prize for envisioning a nuclear-free future, what's really occurring is a huge investment in the billions of dollars for new nuclear weapons construction. 